0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey, looks so good like she made off money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman!
1: Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show, starting off the week with you guys here. Usually the week begins on Monday, but last night everybody was celebrating Memorial Day, and hopefully you enjoyed yourself as we celebrated those who gave all in service to our country. Hope that that you had a great time this weekend, but we got to get back at it, right? We got to refocus our energies back to not only our workplace, wherever it is that we work, and as well as raising children and, and all of our responsibilities, and that includes... Being focused on what is happening in the United States of America as we face really serious, dire times. And we're going to continue the dire d- to discuss the dire situation and what happened in Uvalde and how immediately the cover up began in order to cover up the truth so that they could immediately the left and including some Republicans to push for gun control. 888-344-1170. Are you one of these Republicans who are saying today we got to have some common sense? Got to have some common sense increases in the gun control. What does that look like for you? 888-344-1170. We're going to have Michael Schwartz is going to join us after the break. He's the head of the San Diego County Gun Owners Association. Who's going to be here to dispel some myths that, that have been pushed out today from not only Joe Biden, but your favorite Vice President, Kamala Harris. So he's going to be here. We've got those topics and more to share with you guys tonight. 888-344-1170. Are you one of the Republicans today, like John Cornyn out of Texas, and others who are in, bi- quote, bipartisan talks, who think, you know what, enough is enough, 19 children and two adults died in Uvalde, Texas? And now we need to think of ways in which we can, quote, solve this problem by taking guns away from law-abiding American citizens. Do you believe, do you agree with Joe Biden when he said yesterday on Memorial Day, as he sought to politicize it, when he said, on a day in which we're supposed to be celebrating those who gave up their lives to preserve our freedoms, he, did, he decided to talk about getting rid of one of our freedoms, trampling our freedoms by lying and saying that the Second Amendment was not absolute. And that at the time that it was signed, at the time the Constitution was signed and the Second Amendment was drafted, you couldn't buy cannons, all lies, right? But do you agree with him? 888-344-1170. Before I go any further, I could pose this question to my man, but I know where he stands on it. Of course, I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. No. Right. That's it. No. Yeah. There's more reports coming out. I, I, I've i I've lost some people that, and the reason why I put it out there to you guys, this question of, do you believe in these uh, plans that are coming our way that include Republicans in these these talks in the Senate? to take our guns from us, or are you, are you so sickened by what happened with these children that you're on board with that? Are you so sickened by what happened to these children that you're like conservatives I've encountered on social media that are not even looking at the police and are actually on board with the violations of our constitutional rights? Did you guys know that 40 Americans died in Chicago over Memorial Day weekend? And I don't even think Memorial Day weekend was over by the time it got to 40. How many of those were children? In a city with the greatest gun control that we've got going on in this country. And immediately, Joe Biden went to the microphones as those babies had yet to be removed from the school, started talking about gun control. And I was one of the first people that said, wait a second, these cops did not do what they needed to do. Oh, you know, they, all the excuses started flying in. We're getting more information. Did you know, Skins? There's now, not only is it proven, not only do we have the proof that Children were slaughtered while cops stood in the hallway. We know that they knew. I said on Friday, I think it's a lie that that police commander made a mistake when he that he, quote, mistakenly thought that they were not dealing with an active shooter. They had not just calls coming in where they knew there were children inside the classroom. One of those calls was a child saying, quote, I got shot. And they did nothing. And they did nothing. The commissioner from Uvalde County said that he welcomes the DOJ investigation, but now there's reports coming out that the Uvalde police and the school district are no longer cooperating with the Texas probe of the shooting. No longer cooperating. What does that tell you? Now Biden, when he went down there for his event, had initially included and invited the Border Patrol agents who responded to the scene as well as the police. He had initially invited them to a meeting that took place um, that was scheduled on Sunday, but then uninvited them. So there's a whole lot of distancing going on. Like, with they, you know, Biden, he didn't want to be seen with these police officers because they just want to be pushing for gun control. I don't want to see these police officers either. I don't want to see these Border Patrol agents either, except the one that actually went in to save his children. They never breached the door, never. They went and got the key from the janitor, finally, after, there was, after 19 kids and two teachers had been slaughtered.
0: How lame does that sound? The kids were trapped in a classroom. Hey, the door is barricaded. What do we do? We need to go get a key.
1: Yeah. Well, that was after, that was after the, all, all the kids had died. A kid was on the phone, had called multiple times. We had one kid. I don't know, even know if it was the same child. One child called in multiple times and said, I'm in here with victims. Another one called in after being shot and said, I got shot. And they did nothing. And yet the push is on for gun control, including Republicans. Joe Biden said today, well, well his, his person, Kareen, his spokesperson, Kareen Jean-Pierre, was asked today about hardening the schools, i.e. providing school security. And she said Joe Biden is flat out said Joe Biden is not interested. He has no interest insecure in the schools because he thinks guns are the problem so of course of course joe biden doesn't want anybody to be focusing on the the police today you know who else doesn't want to be anybody focused on the police black lives matter oh but andrea that's black lives matter no let me remind y'all the black lives matter added Hispanics in the in the latino community to their agenda remember where are they they're not saying a thing about the police, are they, Skins? Not a word. Not a word. Trudeau, up, up in uh, Joe Biden said today, by the way, he said a couple things. I, I couldn't find the sound clip, but he reportedly has said in some rambling message that uh, he's considering executive orders. Executive orders, one of which he wants to an executive order that would ban nine millimeter guns. Because they're, quote, high capacity. Michael Schwartz from San Diego County Gun Owners is going to be on here in a minute to answer the question. Tell you guys the truth about the, the to dispel the myths that are going around about certain types of weapons. And, of course, uh, Joe Biden would love to do what Trudeau did today.
0: And he may. I, I, I mean, this is a slippery slope, Andrea.
1: Yeah. Um I don't know that I don't want to play the entire clip from Trudeau, but here's what Trudeau said today. He said it would no longer be possible to buy, sell, transfer or import handguns anywhere in Canada. Now, um, of course, Trudeau didn't lay didn't lay out any plans to on how they're going to go and take any guns from Canadian citizens. But just the very act of of doing executive order, of course, their system up there isn't the same as ours, and that's why Joe Biden makes the statements that he makes un um, unchallenged by anybody in the mainstream media when he says things like the Second Amendment is not absolute, and it was and it was drafted at a time in which you couldn't buy cannons, right? They love that. They they love him saying things like that, and the average American who's not and particularly kids who are not being taught anything in schools believe that, right? And let me tell you, if he thinks he can get away with an executive order to take our guns away from him, he will. The left never lets anything like laws stand in the way, the Constitution stand in the way from anything that they want to do. And remember that last week it was one of the things they said is that they wanted to pad the Supreme Court, add people to this, add justices to the Supreme Court so that when they sign, when they legislate gun control bans on us. That it will be in stone. There's a real push by so-called Republicans not saying anything about the police. Not saying not not even uh, saying anything, not only not um, criticizing the police for the fact that 19 kids are, are dead as a result. I haven't heard one Republican so far call for the fact or demand the resignation or the coughing up of badges and guns from anybody that stood in that hallway? How are they still employed at this point? And I don't want to hear, well, it's a small town, Andrea. What are they going to do for police? Well, they don't have police right now. What's the point? Because if we, if... if
0: the, you feel safe if they were called for your kids?
1: Well, no. We've got, we've got a school district that doesn't have any hardening, no security, doesn't even lock the doors. And we got a police force that literally stands in the hallway while children are shot in the head. In fact, they were. There's these these children were. I'm going to be graphic here. These children were so slaughtered that identifying them has been. Some of them has been a problem. This is what we're dealing with. And yet we've got some of these so-called conservatives and gun and, and gun Second Amendment advocates saying things like this. Let's play clip three.
0: John, I don't think anything's going to get done at all until responsible gun owners like me, passionate Second Amendment people like me, get off of our ass and pressure these Senate Republicans to do something. It's got to come from responsible gun owners like me.
1: You're not a responsible gun owner. If you were sitting there today, and that, that was um, former alleged radio host Joe Walsh, Who loves to just take any position that he thinks is going to make him make him beloved by the far left media uh, after his never Trumper days. Right. You're not a responsible Second Amendment advocate when you are continuing to put forth the lie that there is some gun control law that would have saved these children. You want to hear some truth? Let's hear some truth. It's a little controversial. But it's Ben Dominich, and I'm not a huge fan of Ben Dominich. And not just because he's married to Meghan McCain, who I can't stomach, but because I think he's squishy. But here he says something that's a little controversial, but it's it's balls on accurate clip for. Uh,
0: that's why we're meeting folks. And thank you for
1: coming in. Well, you well, all right, well, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Michael Schwartz from San Diego County Gun Owners. We got, we'll, we'll find that clip because I want to play this for you because Ben Domenech is, is speaking some truth to the American people, and you know who else is going to give you some truth about guns and about gun controls? Michael Schwartz, San Diego County Gun Owners. He'll be with us next. Don't go away.
0: Andrea K. telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to Tonight's Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Before we bring in our buddy Michael Schwartz from San Diego County Gun Owners, we're going to quickly go to the phones. We've got a caller who says he's got an observation about uh, Olivia. She's got a comment, an observation about all the shooters that she wants to share with you guys. Hello, Olivia. What's your observation? Uh, Yes, I just in the past hour heard on another station a man, he's either first name or last name, is Scott. He he represents the AALM.info website. They they do statistics, and they've been concentrating on the uh, killings that have been going on for decades now. Uh, And one of the – or two things that they found out uh, that I can remember. They're males, you know, who do these kinds of shootings, and they have all been users of marijuana. And even the guy in Parkland, he quoted saying the guy, the killer in Parkland, Florida, said uh, that he he said we'd be better off without marijuana. Well, you know, thank you for calling in, Olivia. I didn't know. I knew that typically they're all male. Um, They typically have troubled home lives. Not a strong father figure in the home is, is typically something that has been this common thread. I didn't know that about the marijuana. I'm not surprised, though. Uh, Michael Schwartz, San Diego County gun owners. Thank you for calling in, Olivia. Is is that something that you've heard, Michael, in the past in terms of a, a common factor?
2: Marijuana use. Yeah. I'm not sure that's a. I'm not sure that's a useful statistic. I, I mean, who these days who doesn't use marijuana? I mean, that's kind of a.
1: Okay, <laughs> hello, a <laughs> moi.
2: <laughs> well, listen, I don't use it either, but I'm just saying that's a, it's, it's like saying they all drank milk. You know, uh, I'm not sure that's a, I'm not sure that's a meaningful indicator. But I'm not sure. There's a lot of meaningful indicators, though. There's, there are mental health uh, uh, warning signs that all of them showed. Um, it's not even, and that's it's that's, that's not a gray area at all. They all showed, uh, uh, you know, very significant real mental health uh, mental illness symptoms. Now that doesn't mean that everybody with a with with a, a mental health illness is going to be violent, you know. But it does mean that if you're going to be violent, you've probably shown very clear signs of mental health problems and there was no real path for them to get any kind of uh, meaningful help and and I think that that is an enormous problem um, so that's a very very important uh, indicator I believe that we can actually that's an that's an actionable item right that's something that we can really work on and follow up on as a country
1: well let's think about that for a minute and on how we on how we do well you know before we get into that I want to play this Ben Dominich clip and the reason and and, and I because I think that before we even talk solutions and what they might be, I think we also need to have as a nation a little reality check. Skins, can you play the Dominic clip?
2: Uh, but unfortunately, in this case, as in so many, there are very few steps that can be taken when it comes to governmental policy or law that would actually prevent these types of atrocities uh, from taking place. Now, what I, one thing that I do think is is possible is that you could see the you know push for uh, additional red flag type of opportunities Mm -hmm. you know potentially you know some some other small steps but you're not going to actually see anything happen that would prevent this type of specific occurrence from taking place in the future and unfortunately for Americans that's something that I think they just have to come to grips with you cannot flag people who do not you know spark uh, the type of legal reactions that you could see in the case of mental health or other disorders
1: I I, When I heard this clip, it just struck me as such a dose of reality, Michael Schwartz from San Diego County Gun Owners, because in this particular case, unlike Parkland, where he was visited by the FBI 20-something times and... Um, the right. school district down there had a policy that they actually, you know, didn't deal with disciplinary issues because they didn't want to stigmatize somebody that might be from a minority or low income area. In this case, there were nothing that really met any red flag laws. So, you know, um, and, 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 and on top of that, in general, the idea that the United States government can legislate away the possibility of any bad act. Or you being, you know, shot or murdered is just unrealistic, just like they tried to put forth the notion that if they could lock every everybody in their homes, they could control whether or not you got a virus and died. There, There's some reality that that, that Americans need to face here. Yes.
2: Well, yeah, absolutely. But I want to be clear, I am completely against the red flag laws and okay. gun violence restraining orders. We are 100 percent. But there definitely were some indicators that he should have received uh, some kind of mental health treatment. For example, um, there, it was uh, reported that, uh, he, he, there was, there were certain incidences where he was being cruel to animals. Um, I, I think as far as actually killing animals, um, there were uh, reports of, uh, him having fits of aggression and that's by friends and family members. Those are indicators that, Hey, this guy needs mental health help. And if you're getting, if he were getting the type of help that he needed, um, he wouldn't have been able to purchase a firearm, so that that's different from a red flag law or a gun violence restraining order, that sort of thing. Um, it, he definitely was was showing clear signs of of mental health or mental illness, I should
1: say. Well, and I think that he, at the time in in which he was showing these signs, he was underage and he was a minor, and that and if we're going to be talking about any additional legislation, I think we need to be talking about holding some parents and family members accountable for not uh, getting treatment. For somebody, um, because, you know, you know, he bought all these weapons as he turned 18. Where did he get the money? But if he was showing all those signs as a child and they were ignored by his parents, shouldn't they bear some responsibility?
2: Yeah, well, I think so. I mean, it's tough to say once you turn 18, you turn 18. But the, uh, you know, some some there is some legislation that will help these situations. Um, So I I don't necessarily agree with uh, with the with the speaker on that. I think one very important piece of legislation is to get rid of, you know, federally get rid of gun free zones. Um, Yeah. Over 90% of these horrible incidents happen in a gun free zone and that's not a coincidence. Um, So if they're going to talk about, Hey, you know, let's, let's figure out how the government's going to solve this thing. Well, there's one way, there's one way to not necessarily prevent it, but definitely make sure that it doesn't could, could, you know, could be a deterrent and that's a preventative measure. But it'll definitely make sure that it won't be um, it won't it won't it won't be as bad as it was.
1: Well, but see, you know, now not, you're talking not, about now you're talking about good guys with guns, and and I want to play a clip from the guy. I think he's the executive director of the NRA. And, uh, what, and he was being grilled by Jim Acosta about AR 15s, AR 15s. Cause, you know, we got Kamala today calling for an assault weapons ban and Joe Biden talking about we need to ban nine millimeter handguns cause they're high capacity. But before we get into that and have you correct the record on, on some of those weapons, I want to play you this clip from this, this guy, the head of the NRA. As Jim Acosta is trying to talk to him about these AR-15s and how good guys with guns, you know, aren't the solution. Uh, Skins, I think it is clip two.
0: Let me ask you this: uh, NRA supporters uh, that keep saying, the, uh, "You know, it's also, it's also, it's also important to remember that bringing a firearm on a school in Texas is a felony." Also, well, it, people don't seem to have much but trouble it, uh, if they want to unleash that kind of destruction to do just that. You know, NRA supporters like yourself, they keep saying that the answer to all of this is good guys with guns. The 19 good guys with guns failed in Uvalde. The cops were there in the school. There was a school resource officer who apparently was MIA. And none of that helped. Well, I think the issue of law enforcement at Uvalde is a separate question from what we're talking about here today. Their performance has left something to be desired, even the head of the Texas Department of Public Safety. Gave an
1: enlightening. Uh, left something to be desired. They were the problem. If we had proper law enforcement, Michael Schwartz, they stood in the hallway while nineteen kids got slaughtered. That's been proven. Well,
2: well let's go back to this uh, this horrible monster who who uh, you know attacked these these children. Walked onto campus through an unlocked door.
1: After he after he after he left six hundred rounds on the ground by shooting towards a funeral home for for six well, months.
2: And there, but there was no – he wasn't – first reports were that he uh, – that a, a school resource officer engaged with them and mm-hmm. exchanged fire. That's not true. Right. He walked right in through, a, uh, through an unlocked door. Right. So I don't know, Why don't we try locking the door, first off, before we start banning rights and getting rid of the Second Amendment? But as far as good guy with a gun, uh, whoever was speaking on behalf of the NRA – I didn't recognize who that was um, – is absolutely right. It's – a, a school is a gun-free zone. So for them to say, "Hey, look, let's uh, you know a good guy with a gun didn't work in this situation. It's Texas, whatever. Simply untrue. It's just not true. Um, and you know, it, it, let's let's even if you, you look at all the statistics and they're on our side, but even if your listeners just kind of take a step back and just look at this thing from the outside in, it's always better to be able to defend yourself if you're being attacked than if you aren't able to defend yourself when you're being attacked. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just, you well, know, it doesn't matter. Whatever statistic they want to distort and throw at you, that, you know, logic dictates that if you're being attacked, it's better to be able to defend yourself. That's not some kind of outlandish, uh, you know, pie-in-the-sky idea. Mm-hmm. You know, every one of these things happens, they come up with the exact same solution. We're going to ban guns. Let's try something different this time. You know, they keep saying that, hey, these shootings happen. It's like Groundhog Day. I agree. These yeah. shootings happen, and then they come up with the same ideas that didn't work last time. So let's do things like concentrate on mental health and concentrate on security. And one of those things, uh, as far as security, is to make sure that people can defend themselves even when they're on the job, even when they're at school, whatever's going on.
1: Well, um... Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely correct. Their big push is to prey on the uh, in, in order to prey on the emotions of the situation to exploit these dead children. They also they also count on the ignorance of. Of, of the voter who doesn't know anything about weapons. And they love to use terms like assault weapons. And I want to play a clip for you that's gone viral today from VP Harris. And I apologize for putting you through this, man. Having to listen to Kamala Harris ain't easy. But I want you to be able to respond to her and educate the listeners on, um, on what she is referring to as assault weapons. Skin, I think it's uh, clip 11. And when we're looking at an epidemic of hate where where, where people are being targeted just because of who they are. I think we all have to stand back and say, wait, enough. Enough is enough. A, a harm against any one of us is a harm against all of us. No one should be left to fight alone. And we got to deal with this. And we have to deal with it in a number of ways. You know we what? I'm going to gonna stop you, Skins. This, I, I pulled the wrong clip. This, is, this isn't the right one. Um, there's, there's another clip that the, – audio isn't matching what the title was there. There was a clip where she was basically saying that um, they're they're called assault weapons because they're particularly designed, these AR-15s are particularly designed to be able to basically assault human beings. Can you please educate people about the truth of what an AR-15 is?
2: Yeah, it's well, the first thing to know about an AR-15 is that it's a firearm just like any other firearm. It's not exotic. It's not dangerous. It's not a machine gun. It functions just like any other firearm. It functions just like a a pistol. It functions, uh, you know, much like any other firearm. There's nothing significantly different. You pull the trigger, um, you know, a a, a pin hits the the cartridge, the cartridge, uh, you know, it's just like any other firearm. So if you were to uh, ban an AR, you're essentially banning all firearms. Um, Because if you ban it on function, if you ban it on looks, then they're just going to change the aesthetics of it and continue to sell it. Either way, it's not going to work. But the idea that it's called an assault weapon because it's used to assault people, that the assault weapon is a completely made-up term.
1: Mm-hmm. It's,
2: it's not an industry term. The uh, state of California put a definition to it, so it, it defined it legally, but it's not an industry term. And, uh, you know, it's, it's purposely... It's, it's a pejorative. It's, in effect, a... Uh, a political pejorative term, it's meant to sound scary. Mm-hmm. So, no, a, a, an AR 15, just like any other firearm, is a defensive weapon. It's meant to help defend people. And it functions no differently than any other firearm.
1: Right. It's meant to, um, it, it's meant to make it seem it goes with this common sense gun control. Why does anybody need to have an assault weapon? You don't need an assault weapon to hunt and fish. And then, um, your average voter who doesn't know any better might go, well, yeah, right. So I'm on board with this gun control measure because they're being played, they're being manipulated, they're being gaslighted by the left. That's what's going on here. Um, quickly, if you can also explain, Um, I don't have a clip of this, um, but Joe Biden was rambling today, evidently, when he got off of Air Force. You know, I guess it was the Air Force Two or whatever, talking about how he was looking at an executive order to ban nine millimeter handguns because they're high capacity.
2: Okay, so and that leads right into my point about ARs. If you can ban ARs, you can ban any firearm. And it used to be before before uh, President Biden said that that people would tell me I'm, you know, I'm wearing a tinfoil hat and I'm paranoid and he just wants to ban ARs. Okay, not true. Um, now he's actually talking about 9mm pistols, which is the most popular self-defense uh, firearm that, that people carry around every single day. Uh, you know, men and women, um, it's, it's it, you know, so the idea that he wants to ban 9mm, 9mm, the very, very basic, uh, of, of firearms uh, for, for self-defense is proof positive um, that we absolutely can't budge one inch when it comes to ARs. We can't just give in and say, well, gee, there are other firearms mm-hmm. out there. You know, why don't we just give up on this one and continue to have these other firearms? Because they're not going to stop there. There's functionally no difference between the pistol, your nine millimeter pistol that you're carrying around for self-defense and an AR Uh, You know, they function designed for the exact same purpose. So we're not going to give one single inch on this. We know we're right. Uh, Americans uh, voters are on our side and we're going to continue to fight back.
1: Yeah, they're they uh, the plan is they've got eight gun control measures that are supposedly they are working on in a bipartisan fashion, which means there's Republicans like John Cornyn out of Texas who says it's disrespectful to question the police what Disre- disrespectful to question the police when it's proven 19 babies died because they stood in a hallway and you, and they they want to do things like ban bump stocks and ghost guns i mean it, there is right now the plan is a full-on assault on our second amendment rights and they have biden administration flat out said today they have no interest whatsoever in hardening the schools this is and in california today they passed a that they passed it that um California schools are no longer have to notify the police of threats made by students. That tells you everything that the voters and the listeners, everything they need to know. They have no desire in protecting children. What they have a desire to do is take our guns away from us. And there's no reason to want our guns from us if they don't plan to do something against us for which we would use our guns in defense of ourselves against our government.
2: Yeah. And and I don't listen. I don't want to get into a, a, a fight with, with police officers. I also don't want to hold them above citizens they're just they're americans just like the rest of us but what i what i think it, it it is is it's proof positive um that people need to defend themselves you cannot rely on someone else for your own self-defense
1: well in this um, case then think, since, since they're the children moment. excuse me for interrupting you would have to be the teachers and then that's Absolutely. that's that's a whole nother controversy because there's a lot of teachers that say that they're not you know interested in that well then at least lock the dang door keep the doors locked
2: yeah. And, and look, there were some problems with the uh, police's response. I don't think that that's controversial or I, that's not up for debate. I think, you know, even the, the police chief said that he made the wrong call. So, yeah, they should evaluate that and figure out, you know, if someone needs to be held accountable or whatever. But I, I, the, the important thing to take away from that is that absolutely this we can't have these gun free zones. And and think that, uh, you know, police can be everywhere and do everything right all the same. You know, we're all we're all human. We're all all flawed right. they, It sounds like they made a mistake. So yeah. give people the tools they need to be able to defend themselves. And that includes teachers.
1: Right. Instead of it. Yeah, right. Instead of being defenseless and having to rely on other human beings who may or may not. Um, protect you in the end. Michael Schwartz, I've kept you long. Thank you so much for being here. San Diego County Gun Owners, which is where you need to go for everything related to um, our Second Amendment rights and what they're doing to fight for Second Amendment rights, how you can get a firearm, do it legally, as well as get trained on how to use it. All that is available to you through San Diego County Gun Owners. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. All right, y'all stay tuned. We got more to talk about. Did the, the verdict came down in the Sussman trial... Hmm, how is it that Durham won and we all lost? I'll explain when we come back. This is the Andrea Kay Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego.
0: Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer, San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. America was on verdict watch today. Now that meant for most Americans that were waiting to see the verdict, see if it was going to come down on this Johnny Depp, Amber Heard <laughs> trial. <laughs> I got to admit, I was uh, kind of looking for that myself. Um, I didn't really expect it to come down today, but there were some indications it might because of a jury question that came through today. Um, I do think it has some important pop culture implications to it. Um but the other verdict that did come down today, and I think I think we'll probably see the, I, I think we might see the verdict tomorrow in the Depp hurt case. A lot of the, quote, experts were saying Thursday.
0: I was just doing some research right before the uh, break coming back, Andrea, mm-hmm. and it looks like that they're expected to uh, come come back and give the decision tomorrow.
1: I think so, because the uh, the question that they posed today was, Would have, would have only come about if they were pretty far along in the process. So I'm not an expert. Um, but y'all know I do love me some true crime and I, and I'm quite the trial, trial watcher. Um, okay. But the other trial that I really wasn't that anticipatory of the verdict was because I predicted it a while back. I was one of, if I, you know, not one of, I will say I think I was the only person in conservative media that said that Sussman, Michael Sussman, who was prosecuted by Durham for lying to the FBI and saying that when he went to the FBI and James Baker, that he was acting on his own as a concerned citizen, and he wasn't representing anybody, and that it was clear that he was, in in the course of the investigation, that he was obviously representing Hillary Clinton, as well as a guy named Joffe, And who was the tech guy behind Hillary Clinton's uh, collusion to uh, overturn the outcome of an election to stop Trump from being elected and then to overturn the outcome of it afterwards. Um, I think I was the only person who said that Sussman was going to be acquitted and everybody thought I was crazy they had the evidence on this guy. They even had a text message to James Baker in which he said to James Baker he wasn't representing anybody. They even had an expert come through who, who said that he had billed the Clinton campaign the same day for his services. Andrea, how in the world, when they had that proof and that evidence that he lied, could he have be been found innocent of lying? How could I know in advance that he was going to be acquitted? I'm I'm wondering who all the naive people are out there who thought that in the district of uh, the D.C., District of Columbia, in which 90 something percent of people there voted for Hillary Clinton in 2016, 90 something percent of them not voted for Biden. The jury and in fact, the jury had not just. Democrats. But I think at least three or four of them were Hillary Clinton donors, Joe Biden donors, AOC donors. One of the jury's kids was on the same sports team as Sussman's kid. The judge actually married, uh, was married, uh, had his wedding ceremony conducted by Merrick Garland.
0: And people expected something (laughs) different.
1: (laughs) Come on. The fix was in. To the degree to where I knew going in, if you've been paying attention for the past five years as to what's going on here from the second Trump came down the escalators, they were they were on him. We started having we it was clear going into the election in 2016. I knew when and and so many other people knew that there was there was stuff going on. There was leaks coming out at the at the time that he had debates with Hillary Clinton about Russia. We knew that they were doing all these investigations against Trump. Right? We didn't know some of the details on it. But if you if you've been paying attention, you knew that this was all a show. This was a sham. In fact, Alan Dershowitz said today, who I'm not a fan of, actually said, "You know what? Uh, this you know, <laughs> It's not that he was saying that it's okay to lie to the FBI, but what he was saying was he was actually surprised that they prosecuted this because he didn't lie in the course of being deposed. He didn't lie. He wasn't like like Martha Stewart, who was investigated for insider trading and lied and altered an email. Yes, he lied, but he had initiated the conversation about it, right? And and so, in, in other words, what Dershowitz was saying was it was such low-hanging fruit that he was surprised that it was prosecuted. And why is that important? Because I knew that and I'm not even an attorney. It was, it was so obviously low hanging fruit that it was so obviously just meant to be a bone that they were going to throw.
0: Hey, look, we tried.
1: Yeah. Yep. Now Durham can go. Oh yeah. See, you, you know, I'm doing my best. I'm do, I'm investigating. I'm doing my best to, to bring these people accountable when it's crap. It's like it's like you know, um, and people are saying today. Well, he's you know now now is he going to go after anybody bigger? Is that how actual criminal investigations work, where they start out with the guy selling dime bags on the corner, or do they go to the guy selling dime bags on the corner and tell me, you know, dude, we don't care about you, you know, you're
0: give us some info, give give us some
1: information on the higher ups because really that's really what we need to do. We need to get after the people who pulled the strings here, right? So no, I don't have any confidence going forward that Durham's going to do anything else. He hasn't it's been 3 years. And in fact, the prosecutors provided evidence that covered for Hillary Clinton in this trial. Well, what, Andrea? Well, they uh, they presented evidence that said, well, Hillary Clinton, there's no way Hillary uh, wanted to c- contact the FBI because she had reason to tr- to not trust the FBI because James Comey had hurt her campaign and he was the reason why she didn't win. So they covered for him. This was about covering for Hillary Clinton. This is about what it's been about for five years. Covering up for Hillary Clinton, uh, making a, a, a show meant to appease us, to make us think that there's some actual investigation going on, complete with Bill Barr coming out today and saying, this was seditious. Well, you know what? It was sedition. It was sedition when you were attorney general and you did nothing about it. In fact, not only did you not do anything about this, but you covered up the crimes of Hunter Biden. We come back. We're going to, oh, no, actually, in next hour, we're going to, we're going to talk about We're going to talk about some election fraud. Um, stay tuned. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break right now. When we come back, we've got more to talk about on The Andrea K. Show. We've got Trump's reaction to the Sussman trial when we come back. Stay tuned. This is The Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer San Diego.
0: You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer San Diego.
1: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. show. So Trump had a, a response today that a lot of people are talking about after the Sussman before the break, we were talking about the Sussman trial and verdict. He said uh, on truth, social quote, our legal system is corrupt. Our judges and justices exclamation point are highly partisan, compromised, or just plain scared. Our borders are open. Our elections are rigged. Inflation is rampant. Gas and food costs are, Through the roof, our military leadership is woke, our country is going to H-A-Y-E-L, and Michael Sussman is not guilty. How's everything else going? Enjoy your day. Yeah, besides that, how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? Yeah, this is where we're at, tough times. But what I will say, Trump, is that um, should you run again, if you do decide to run, or if you do any more rallies, I want you to start talking about what you would do different. I want you to say who you will fire day one, and it should start with Christopher Ray. I want you to talk about who you would put in as attorney general, and it better not be anybody from inside the swamp. I don't want, I'm don't i not interested in anybody who was attorney general under George W. Bush, whose who's attorney general, by the way, I don't remember his name, has come out today in favor of gun control. So there, was, there should have been nobody who, it, who it bumped up anywhere near George W. Bush's White House. This should have come anywhere near a MAGA White House. I love Trump. He's done a lot for this country. Think about what he could have done if he had, if he had started his administration by firing James, James Comey on day one. Instead of taking a position of forgiveness, taking a position of draining the swamp. Because you, you're not putting America first when you allowed Hillary Clinton to continue. Um, to, because And she was continuing. We now know that she and her team were bugging the Oval Office while he was in the Oval Office and bugging Trump Tower.
0: And yet they're not in jail.
1: And they're not in jail, and they never will be. Too much time has passed. Statute of limitations has run out on some stuff. And if you want my support going forward, you got to start saying on the campaign trail what you're going to do different. And, and, and it's not to attack Trump. I don't think he had any idea. He went there with no machine. Well, you know what? You've got a time to put the machine together now you got time to, to, to not make a mistake again, like rewarding somebody like Jeff Sessions with Attorney General when he was never strong enough just because he supported you in the campaign. That's, that's not the way to make these kinds of decisions. Uh, Trump should now be, be realizing himself, like the rest of America, how, how the deep state is far deeper and far wider than anybody realized, and it includes the CDC, the NIH, and the NIAID, and he needs to start telling the American people, look, I've learned. Here's what I've learned. It's far worse than I thought. And here's what I'm going to do different. You think he would lose any support? Of course not. Uh, one of the things I do want to talk about, he says, with the he includes the justices in the Supreme Court in that. Uh, the Supreme Court today, news came out that they're expanding their investigation into the leakers, including wanting the cell phones of the clerks. Why did it take almost a month for that to happen? Should have happened right away. Yeah. We're going to talk some truth about election fraud when we come back. Don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer San Diego.